Welcome to the Spectral Phenomena Podcast, your source for all things offbeat, strange, unexplained, and paranormal. Here are your hosts, Ken Sanner and Mustafa Sadiq. Welcome back, everybody, to Spectral Phenomena. We are happy to have you here. We are your hosts, Ken Sanner and Mustafa Sadiq. Hello. Tonight, we are going to talk about something that a lot of you have probably not heard about. It's not something that's really out there in kind of the main public conscious of uh, paranormal or cryptid or whatever this thing is. Um, We're going to be talking about the Monkey Man of New Delhi. So imagine this. A man or a creature or half creature, half man, leaping from rooftop to rooftop, attacking people and spreading fear. Glowing red eyes shine in the darkness as the light reflects off its metal claws. This isn't a bad comic book villain. This was reality for the people of the capital city of one of the world's most populous countries. Not all that long ago. And I have to break here, Moose, and say this really reminds me of the... Uh, evil monkey from the Powerpuff Girls or Powderpuff Girls, whatever they were, you know, when we were kids. So I was going to um, say that too. When you sent me that meme, I was uh, that yeah. I was like, "Damn, this is good." And man, they used to beat the uh, I, they used to beat him up uh, really bad. <laughs> I, I remember the thing about like uh, ha- having to put the explicit tag on things, so I wasn't going to uh-huh. say it this time. But I remember at the end of every episode, the dude would have like his brains hanging out. And I'll tell you what, after yes. enough after enough TBIs, even I would have red glowing eyes and I would want to be like hurting people too. <laughs> I just want to say. Uh, well, yeah, go ahead. It's a spectral phenomena. Tonight, we dive into one of the most bizarre stories of the 21st century. This is a case that bends the line between cryptids, the demonic, aliens, and the just plain strange. This is the story of the Monkey Man of New Delhi. And before we go any further with this, I want to break script a little bit and just kind of set up the setting of this, because I imagine that the majority of our listeners are not familiar with uh, India or New Delhi in particular. So just for for everybody's knowledge, what we're talking about here, where we're talking about is the capital city of India. It's got a population of just under 260,000, which really surprised me that it wasn't more populous, Um, but it is the governmental seat of the Uh, Indian nation. Now, that said, the New Delhi metro area has a population of uh, 26.5 million, so it is a pretty big metro area, Um, but the the capital city itself is not really all that big, Um, but it is uh, obviously, it it is very densely populated when you look at the population density. there are large sections of the city or at least sections of the city that are very poor uh, and that's going to factor into this uh story tonight so i just kind of wanted to set that up for everybody um so getting down right into it what is the monkey man of new delhi well let's start off with a description of what this creature is reported to look like before we get into what it actually did we have a couple different sources here um the the big ones are CNN, The Guardian, and I did pull a little bit of stuff off Wikipedia. I do try to avoid that, but, um, you know, that's uh, always sourced from somewhere. So this creature is reported to have glowing red eyes. Some reports say it has buttons on its chest. It's about four feet tall with a monkey-like face. 
It has metal claws, black fur, a metal helmet, and at least one report of this thing being on roller skates. So we have a very strange looking creature here. I don't know if um, you want to touch on any of the stuff with the physical description of this thing, Moose, before I move on to the actual encounters with it and what it did. So I don't want to get too ahead, but I just want to say that the whole buttons on the chest thing gave me a Darth Vader Iron Man vibe because it could be like a little energy thing. It could also be a very ill-dressed gray, and I'm sure you guys have talked about we Well, you guys remember us talking about that. Um, but I don't want to steal any of Ken's thunder, so I will stop talking about grace. Okay. My first thought with that physical description with the buttons on the chest was almost like an escape circus monkey, um, which they, they have naturally occurring monkeys there anyway, which we'll talk about. Um, but a lot of this stuff actually harkens back to some other cases that are out there that we'll touch on later. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, uh, an interesting creature. So what did the monkey man of New Delhi do? Well, he attacked people, especially when they're sleeping on roofs or in open air areas of poor districts, usually between midnight and 4 a.m. This thing was seen a number of times. It was often reported to the police when it was seen. And it caused a lot of fear. Um, in particular, uh, we have two cases of people dying because of this creature. One man fell off a roof upon seeing the creature. He died. And then a pregnant woman uh, fell down the stairs when she was running because her neighbors were screaming that they saw the monkey man and she took off running and she fell down the stairs and died. And those are both reported in uh, like legit news sources, The Guardian and CNN. Like These are actual things that happen. You know, these people essentially got so scared of whatever they saw or whatever their neighbor saw and they actually died wait wait a minute cnn i I gotta make a fake news joke but i won't it's (laughs) okay okay. well we know i i know we won't dive into politics continue okay i've said what i said (laughs) i stand by it um there were several victims that had uh physical wounds inflicted by this creature, bites and scratches. According to the doctors that looked at these people's bites, the, the, uh, the, the bites were very clearly animal and not human. So, again, we have some physical evidence here being left behind that points to an animal. The descriptions of the creature really kind of varied widely. Um, I took this quote right out of the CNN article. Uh, It says, one showed a swathy, broad-faced, bearded man with a flat nose, thick lips, and a piercing stare. Another one, uh, which could have hardly been more different, portrayed a narrow-faced man with a receding hairline, a scrappy mustache, and dark glasses. So there are some conflicting witness accounts, which is very common, number one, with anything, but especially within the paranormal community, it's uh, common to have conflicting witness accounts. and that can be, be because eyewitness accounts are notoriously inaccurate. That's certainly true. Could be different creatures being seen. Okay. Or one or both of the reports could have been a hoax. Um, and one other thing I'll add to that that I didn't have in my show notes is there's also this idea with paranormal phenomena that uh, these occurrences are actually projected into our heads and we see what we can uh, kind of perceive or fathom or understand so you know who knows so what happened 
Well, the locals took this very seriously. The police uh, were notified, as I said before, and the locals patrolled the streets with makeshift weapons looking for the monkey man. Um, this was considered to be a, a very real thing that was happening, and people took it very seriously. Um, the police actually ran out of officers to answer calls about the monkey man. They deemed many of the calls to be hoaxes. And probably one of the most severe um, occurrences that happened is that a four foot tall Hindu sadhu, which is a, a type of Hindu mystic named Jameer, was actually uh, found in the woods by one of these patrol groups and attacked by a mob while he was performing rituals and handed over to the police after being mistaken for the monkey man. So this actually reached a level of hysteria where they went out, hunted down this poor holy man in the woods, beat him up, and took him to the police. One other witness report that I, I'll just throw in there said that it was definitely a monkey, but it turned into a cat when they grabbed it. So that's kind of the timeline or a look at what the encounters were with the monkey man. They, they really only happened uh, over a very short time period. It was like June through August. It wasn't a really prolonged thing, but it, it was definitely a profound thing. So Moose, do you have anything you want to add about uh, or anything you want to comment on with those encounters before we get into our theories, conclusions, and some of the related cases around the world? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I wanted to uh, a little bit. Uh, I really liked how you gave you kind of framed, uh, you know, where the location is, the setting of this, and uh, the context. I, I do want to say one thing: the primary religion in this area is Hinduism, and that that that's going to matter later in the show. You guys can do your own research with Hinduism, and but basically, it matters in this context because uh, you know, it's a polytheistic religion that has multiple different god entities, right? Um, again, don't want to steal Ken's thunder too much. Um, but also, um, from my understanding and my research of the area, it's not, a you know, a high, uh, the, at least the, the larger area, the surrounding areas aren't very, um, aren't very rich and don't have a lot of opportunity and may not have the best education. And, um, they may be more, um, likely to have superstitious views. Uh, I grew up in a household where, uh, we, uh, you know, my, my family was, not my family, but my uh, uh, one of my grandparents was particularly superstitious because that was her upbringing. She was born in Mumbai, and she was, you know, came eventually to America. Um, but uh, so that that's the framework of where we're working off of, right? So it is not crazy for someone to believe that a four foot monkey man is a real entity, like flesh and blood. Um, uh, another comment I had was um, more of a question for you, Ken. Uh, I, I just realized this. So from a forensic standpoint, they said that the bites were not human, but they said they were clearly animal, but animals are pretty general, right? So do you, do, were there any other, uh, bits on what, the, what animal they thought it was? So not that I saw, um, unfortunately the reports that I found were very kind of general. Um, my assumption, and you know what they say about assumptions is that it was simian in nature, Nothing about it. It leads me to think it would be like a, a canine or a feline or anything like that. But yeah, so unfortunately, I don't, I don't have a, a good strong answer for you there. Um, it, the answer is I don't know. I will also like to comment the fact that the in, the thing had a receding hairline. 
Um, <laughs> so uh, I think that should be noted that the hair loss is also a disease that um, cryptids are stricken with. So, yes. It could be. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, it could be. It could have been me before. I mean, where was I in? Um, I wasn't going to well, say it, but. I know. Oh, I didn't even put the year in here. I think it was like 2005 or, or maybe slightly before that. Um, I can't believe I didn't, uh, I didn't note that in there. Um, that's really going to bother me. But, but yeah, it could have been me, um, you know, before I started shaving my head. 2001. Uh, 2001, I was, was going to say. Uh, so I had a full head of hair in 2001, actually. Um, I was actually in seventh grade or eighth grade, something like that. Oh. Uh, so I, I had not yet started my hair loss problem. Uh, unfortunately, that did progress rather aggressively uh, starting in my mid-20s. But that's <laughs> another story for another day. <laughs> I just asked if you wanted to add anything else to the encounters or physical description there. Nope, I'm good. Okay. All right, so... Let's talk about our conclusions, and I think this is where we're going to spend the bulk of the show tonight um, because that, that first part went pretty quickly. Um, and the, the first thing I'm going to mention here, I do want to pause on because I think it's really significant. This case does not occur in isolation. There are very stark similarities to the spring Jack case in London in 1837 where there was a man jumping from rooftop to rooftop. I believe he had metal claws as well. Um, fiery blue eyes, attacking people, scaring people, stuff like that. Um, a lot of similarities. And that's actually a case I would like to cover on this show at some point as well. Um, but but the, a lot of similarities to spring Jack. Um, another case that there's a lot of uh, similarity to that is a really cool case, I think, especially, you know, being from Baltimore, is the Rooftop Madman of Baltimore, 1951. This is a case in the Highland Town neighborhood of Baltimore where a man was jumping from rooftop to rooftop, attacking people, scaring people. And you had the same response that you had to the monkey man. You had vigilante groups formed. They would go hunt this man down or try to, they never could find him. They thought it was coming from the graveyard in Highland town. Um, but they never actually found him or any real evidence, but this guy was just, you know, jumping around terrorizing people, uh, over the summer. Um, and again, it was that same kind of time frame. It was like, um, you know, June to August that this guy was active in Baltimore. Um, and then I, I found this reference and, uh, I can't remember if it was a CNN article or if it was the Guardian article, it was Santa Fe, Argentina in 2005. I did a little digging in that, and I don't see any connection at all. That's a dog-like creature um, that attacks people. Um, I, don't, I don't really see any similarity there, so I don't want to really spend any time on it. Um, but basically, it's a, it was like a seven-foot-tall dog that uh, was attacking people. Um, and it seems like it had more in common with a chupacabra, except it was a lot bigger than a chupacabra than anything else. Um, so, yeah, but I, I think the similarities, especially to Spring Hill Jack, are really significant here because it, it's very Spring Hill Jack was taller. He was a man, but he had some some of the same things going on where he seemed kind of mechanical in some regards. So, yeah, a lot of similarity to spring Heel Jack with the uh, glowing eyes and 
the uh, jumping around from rooftop to rooftop and the metal claws and all that kind of stuff. Now, Springheel Jack was an actual uh, taller person, but he seemed to have some mechanical and non-human traits to him that kind of reminisce uh, with what we see with the Monkey Man of New Delhi. So I don't know if you have anything you want to add to any of that, Moose. No, I, I think those are very interesting um, correlations. Uh, well, not correlations, but interesting activity that's very similar, and I think that's going to lead to some of the group thing, group think uh, ideas that we're going to talk about later. Okay. Yeah, and I really, uh, just as an offshoot for you, would love to do an episode on the rooftop madman of Baltimore, um, but that's going to take a lot of work because there's very, very little on the internet about him. Um, or her. Or her. <laughs> they said it was a him, though. Um, <laughs> but we won't get into that. Um, but yeah, very interesting case. So anyway, so theories. And we're just going to take these one at a time and pick them apart. Number one is that this is an escaped monkey or maybe a not escaped monkey, a naturally occurring monkey. So the zoo denies that this is the case. They said a monkey would never attack without provocation. Now, of course, the zoo could be lying to cover themselves. It could be a sick, injured or scared animal that would attack somebody. You know, that's not out of the realm of possibility. It could be an indigenous monkey. Langers are indigenous to the area. There's a, a problem with that, though, is that they're active in the day. They're diurnal. They're not nocturnal. But again, if it's sick or injured, who knows? And it is true that monkeys run wild in New Delhi and on the outskirts of the city. And the, the, the creature was described as a langer monkey by at least one witness. So I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Moose, do you want to touch on that at all? So definitely a possibility that uh, it's a cover-up by the zoo, but um, I think people, I feel like they're, uh, so first and foremost, I want to say it could be, and I know you believe this too, it could be any, uh, it could be more than one at the same time, right? Like it could have started with one thing and then like with hysteria and other, thing, other things kind of like manifest, right? Whether real right. or not real. Uh, definitely a possibility that some sort of wild animal that got out, you know, somebody killed it, but at that point the story was too, or it got away, but the story was too big and it was cooler and more fun and a hotter news story to have this hysteria go on with the news story with, uh, you know, the thing, uh, like a monster running around. So sure. It's a possibility. It could be something real that we, you know, well, not, well, I shouldn't say real. I should say something tangible that we know and accept already that then could have caused a chain of events in uh you know in the news media and other stuff that kind of made it turn into something that no one ever really intended to turn into okay the next idea is that this is due to maybe some combination of the one above or the idea below and the fact that we're we're talking about poor, uneducated people with a belief in the supernatural. To kind of add to that, uh, there was high heat at the time, and there were electricity cuts going on in the city. I'll tell you, um, I get, I get this idea. Um, I don't love it. Um, again, just because someone is poor or uneducated, are they going to? suddenly hallucinate something having metal claws or something like that 
the, it, I don't love the idea. I mean, it goes back to the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the ghost cat, the demon cat of DC, where we talked about the idea that, well, these were just, you know, poor, uneducated people on guard duty. That doesn't mean you're going to see a monkey with iron claws and glowing red eyes and whatever else. Um, I mean, I guess you add in maybe a, a, a severe religious conviction, um, which we'll get into here shortly, um, or a belief in the supernatural. Maybe. Um, I don't know. This this idea just doesn't sit great with me, um, but I'd be interested in your thoughts on it, Moose. So I don't like it at all. Um, I know I said earlier that you know people can be dumb and all that, but... Um, I think group. I mean, it seems kind of racist, right? Yeah, I, I would say so. It just seems like someone just was like, "Oh, those you know those people over there just kind of you know they're dumb and they're not educated and they all made you know made this crap up." Uh, no, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it um, at all. Um, it it is plausible that someone is more inclined to believe in something because of their beliefs, cultural beliefs, whatever. But right no, I don't I don't attribute this theory at all. Okay. All right. Well, we'll move on then because neither of us like this idea. The next one is people in masks terrorizing people. I don't know. I don't buy it. I I actually I kind of like that one, man. I feel like Do it didn't, I didn't I feel like it didn't start with that, but uh like it kind of blew up as such and and I'll tell you why. Okay. So the dark knight, right? When mm-hmm. the, in the beginning where Actually, I couldn't tell you what part of the movie. But at some point, somebody says in the movie, and I don't know who, says some people just want to watch the world burn, right? Some people just Mm -hmm. thrive off of chaos. Again, not going into politics, but uh, there's a moment in time when, uh, you know, it's hard when when you're in a situation where someone throws a shoe through a department store window, and uh, um, where did I hear this? I don't know where I heard this, but it's hard to... It's, it's hard to throw that shoe or that rock through the window, but then once that one person does it, it's easy for everybody else to do it because somebody, all, you know, like that, like, uh, uh, you know, somebody already did it, so it's easier for me to do it, right? Yeah. So it probably, like, it's easy. For, I think it's really easy to take the step of, oh, crap, I hear that, I'm you know, I'm a young dude, and I'm like 15 years old, and my friends are 15 years old, and we have nothing else to do. And, oh, we heard this idea that, you know, this crazy monkey thing's running around, so why don't we run around and act like we're that, just to, you know, have a good time, have fun, whatever, and then that across a whole area turns into what we see now. So I, I think part it's definitely possible that part of it was some people just trying to cause, uh, you know, chaos. Okay. Fair enough. Um, our next idea is mass hysteria. Now, I think there could be some credence to this, but only in combination with one of the other ideas. I, I think that for there to be mass hysteria, there has to be a trigger. And something had to have happened that whipped people up into a frenzy. I mean, I think once you're at the point that you have armed vigilante groups patrolling the streets, yes, you have mass hysteria. I don't think there's any arguing that. Um, but I don't think that it just so happened that, again, unless somebody was having some kind of a, a psychiatric crisis and they woke up and they thought that they were attacked by this thing in the night and everybody believed them, um, I don't think this happened in a vacuum. You know what I'm saying? Um, so what are your thoughts on mass hysteria? So I, 
I think it takes a group of people to the place. Like, you ever heard of, like, accelerationists, right? Like, so there's a bad, there's a bad pot of situations, right? Or a bad, bad pot of a bad environment and circumstances that one event, kind of like what you described, right? Like, can cause stuff to blow up. Like, mm-hmm. and similarly, like, acceler- accelerationists are sometimes, like, charged with being that catalyst. I think in this scenario, you already have a, a, a bad situation, right? A lot of, like, wealth inequality, a lot of, uh, you know, bad living conditions, so on and so forth. Trust in the government's probably not that high. Um, and then suddenly you have this thing where your neighbor heard that somebody got attacked by, you know, something. They were thrown, you know, a pregnant woman was thrown down the steps and they were killed by this thing. And you're like well, yeah, my life, you know, kind of sucks. And you know what? Maybe it's time for me to do something about it. And when that's times like a thousand, I can see how it's easy to take up arms, right? Like, okay. you're, so I, I can I can give some, I can give some support to that. Okay. This next one I love. Um, it is the idea that this was an aspect of the Hindu god Hanuman um, that manifested itself. Now, I don't know that much about Hinduism or the way that the god Hanuman conducts himself um, or that aspect of, of divinity. If you, I love world religions. It's like a, a little passion of mine. And, um, you know, the, the idea of, of Hinduism really having one god but many aspects and then there are aspects of that, those gods. Um, but it's, a, it's an interesting idea. Um, in order to buy into it, you'd have to buy into um, the existence of the Hindu deity structure and that these are true gods. Um, but, you know, it's not not the most out there idea that has been thrown out there for the identity of the monkey. You know, it's a kind of a kind of a, a neat cultural uh, possibility, I think. So, uh, and uh, I tell you what, uh, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like, to, to, and, I, and the reason I, I can say this is because I grew up in this culture, right? So not, I don't want anyone thinking, oh, man, this dude's talking about something he has no idea about, cultural appropriation, all that crap. No, no, stop. It's literally my life. So um, uh, growing up in a situation where you don't, like, I feel like Western, Western religion, not across the board, but um, increasingly so, um, treats religion as this like uh, abstract concept, right? Where uh, the stories in whatever book you decide to read, right? Um, the Bible, whatever, like follower, followers of that uh, faith may not believe that those things actually happened and they are um, uh, not symbols, but um, just like ideas, right? Instead of actually being concrete events in time some uh, in in these areas right like people actually believe whether right or wrong right we're not here judging anyone's religion but people believe that those events actually occurred and those things are actually you know what not things those entities are actual either flesh and blood or something that we don't understand entities so it is not a, a a crazy step to that forward to say uh, to believe, I should say, from their perspective, that this was something real, 
that manifested itself and um, and terrorized folks for uh, whatever reason, right? Definitely, and they, these folks aren't crazy for thinking that. They're not. It's just a. This is part of their reality, and they are justified in believing that. Yeah, I think that's very well put. Um, it's uh, it's it's definitely also maybe contributing to the mass hysteria if, if people believed you know that's what this was so it's uh, a totally different, idea. Uh, just one more thing it's a totally yeah. different uh pathway to actually believing it and the resistance is a lot less when you already live in a world where that the the uh, the circumstances and the not the settings but the um the environment is already ideal for something like that to manifest according to you. It's much easier for you to take that step and say, yes, that thing is actually manifesting. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I think there is a very uh, Western centric view on a lot of things. A lot of the time when we look at things on this side of the world, um, because there are a lot and, and really truly a lot of religions and a lot of cultures out there where things like the spirits of the dead or ghosts or demons or all this stuff, are 100% unquestionably real. And it's, it's very easy in the, in the Western narrative um, for us to look at stuff and be like, oh, that's not really real. But th the reality is there's people out there, a lot of people out there who this isn't even a thought. It's just it is, you know, it's, uh, it's reality. So I think that's important to remember. Um, and kind of on the same vein, uh, there's a theory that this could be some sort of other spiritual entity, like a nature spirit or a demon or something like that. I I think that holds about as much water as any other theory on the board. Um, you really can't prove or disprove that. If you have any thoughts on that. So I guess now is a good time, isn't it, for me to talk about this. So uh, multiple things um, that you described kind of contribute to the concept of high strangeness, right? You already kind of alluded to it that in when certain uh, paranormal activity occurs, other paranormal activity is usually associated with it, right, or can be associated with it. So UFO sightings could be associated with Bigfoot sightings, which could be associated with um, you know, weird experiences of shift in time and space. Um, I, I think I agree. the The spirit thing is just as much, um, has just as much weight as any other one of the things. Um, but you know, what? I'll let you continue, and then I'll come back. That'll be like my final point. No, and. Uh I'm, I'm glad you brought up the term high strangeness because that is one of my favorite terms in the paranormal world. Um, and, and it really does to me add validity when multiple things happen in one time, which if that was the case here, wasn't reported. Um, but there, there well, I really, would, I would is... say it has, I would say it has because okay. look at the deferring reports. What if they're okay. not deferring? What if they're not deferring reports of the same entity, but they're accurate reports of different phenomena? Okay, you see what I'm That's saying? Fair. Yeah, that it has been misattributed to be uh, inaccurate things of one uh, inaccurate reports of one entity because they appear they occurred they happen to be of similar description, right? right? So people attribute you know there's a fallacy that people attributed to the inaccuracy of reporting instead of 
giving credence to various accurate reports of very similar but different uh, phenomena. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. I'll, I, I can I can accept that. Um, but yeah, there really is, and this is something that we could spend a whole episode on, you know, a high correlation between uh, UFO experiences and then poltergeist activity or, you know, stuff like that, you know, where, where you have these bleed overs. Um, Bigfoot and UFOs, same thing, is very common. Um, next idea could, could be just a cryptid of some sort. I don't really have a lot to add to that one personally. Um, I, I think it, it stands on its own. I don't think that's the most likely explanation. Um, I, I would much more lean towards, uh, some kind of a spiritual entity, I think, um, not to give away my conclusions, but, um, it's like a spiritual entity coupled with mass hysteria or even the escape monkey hypothesis. Uh, do you have any cryptid thoughts? Nah. Before I move on to my last one. Nah. My last one, it could be an alien. I don't really buy that one. Um, I think there are other more likely explanations, but I figured I'd throw it in there for fun. See, I kind of like that one, though. I was going to comment okay. on that. I was like, you know what? What if it, I mean, just think about it, okay? What if there's, what if it's like something, right? Some entity that's like, can rip through space and time and dimensions and suddenly it like gets thrown into New Delhi in 2001 on this planet where there's a ton of people, a ton of these things that kind of look like me, but they're obviously not me. And holy shit, my teleporter broke. Oh, right. Or like my device. And I'm like, and you have the, you know, the teleporter equivalent of like a, a flat tire and you're like, right. shit. Damn. Oh crap. Now we're going to be explicit. Oh, well, whatever. Uh, um, okay. um, that ship but, sailed. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but no, now, so, I mean, I can give credence. Yeah, well, I, I feel like that could that's possible. I feel like that's higher, the higher possibility that it's that than, like, a zoo escape. Uh, maybe not. I guess not. It's not a higher thing than the, something that's actually possible. But uh, I don't know. I feel like the alien thing could be a possibility. I mean, the the creature is not all that different from, like, the Hopkinsville goblins, if you're familiar with that case at all, Mm-mm. other than the fact that it's covered in hair. Um, if you're not familiar with that, you should look that up. That's on my list. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was, uh, for, for anyone who doesn't know, that was a case in Kentucky, Hopkinsville, Kentucky, where a family in the, I want to say the 60s, um, one night, saw a ufo and then they were essentially besieged by these three or four foot tall hairless uh creatures that were essentially harassing them for hours and they were shooting at the creatures and all this stuff and the police showed up and it was like a whole thing it's a it's a pretty interesting case and it actually has a lot of similarity to the hellier case if anybody's familiar with that as well that's kind of a cool tv show if you haven't watched that it's on amazon prime and youtube you should definitely check that out but that's um that's kind of what i had for this case as far as theories go when i look at the totality of evidence to me it's one of two things either it's a monkey and mass hysteria or 
it is some sort of a spiritual entity and mass hysteria. I always being the, I don't know the right word, believer, wanting to be believer, I'm going to come down on the spiritual entity side that there was something weird going on. It wasn't just a monkey. Um, and it scared the crap out of people. Something definite, something definitely happened in New Delhi in 2001. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. What it is is open for interpretation. Um, I know logically my brain tells me there's a 70% chance that it's probably just a monkey. But so what do you think, Moose? So I th- I just want to say this. Uh, so while we were while you were talking uh, a little bit earlier, I look I like to whenever we're talking about stuff, I like to look up the year and like significant okay. events that happened in the year. Uh, because I again I believe I believe that um, high strangeness is associated with other events in space and time, and um, right. I think that there are a lot of things that we just can't. Uh, uh, process in our brain, right? And I think about that all the time because one of my cats wants to go outside all the time, and he'll like get really pissed off, and he'll like scratch at the door. But I don't think he understands the concept of me opening the door, right? Like I don't think he gets that because in his brain, there's no concept of construction, right? There's no concept of like an artificial door that it can be, you know, the, or concept of like, you know, like a tool to like open stuff, right? So right. similarly, what if there's something, and we've talked about this before, that, you know, that we just don't have the ability to conceptualize, you know, digest in our brain. And I'll, I think you're going to be surprised with me on this one. I actually also think something happened. Something okay. occurred of the paranormal fashion uh, type, whatever, um, that caused a chain of reaction that the government was like, oh, crap. We don't know what this is. <laughs> we don't know what this is. We've already lost control. Let's try to introduce some additional similar uh, stimuli into the environment and then give the perception that we're controlling it. So okay. that kind of like, uh, you know, kind of like to rein it in. I think that's pretty viable. I, 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 I can see a, you know, a government entity being scared shitless that they also don't know what's going on. So let's introduce a little bit of similar stuff and then give the facade that we're controlling it so that people will gain their trust in us again. And meanwhile, we'll try to figure it out. Are you saying that the Indian government hired crisis actors to dress up like the monkey man and push people downstairs. Ah, uh, no comment. <laughs> uh, but like, I think it's. I think it's a. I think it's a. It's a reasonable logic. It's not the craziest thing in the world, right? No, I mean, it's not. it's not. I mean, we are not those people. So I don't want to hear it from anyone who thinks we're of the AJ variety. Um, but. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's what I think. Um, uh, do I uh, do I think it was an actual uh, paranormal thing? I think it could be. I think I'm a solid fifty fifty on the initial event. I think everything else was mass hysteria, human dumbness. But I think the initial thing, I'm a fifty fifty on if it was something real or not. Okay, 
I just want to say that a lot of other crazy, I mean, obviously, you know, 9-11, don't want to, you know, that happened, but 2001 was a crazy year. Like, okay. like August 10th, Angola train attack, 252 deaths, right? August 21st, NATO decides to send a peacekeeping force to the Republic of Macedonia, like peacekeepers, quote unquote. You know, people often point to the Mothman case and say the Mothman was a warning for the Silver Bridge collapse. Um, and, and we just covered the Demon Cat of Washington, D.C. And you really do have to wonder how often before major things happen are things like this happening and we just don't know or we don't correlate the two. Or like what I would like to say is, okay, this is bad. Okay. But like, how do we know that like, you know, so time is, how do we know that time is just, how do we not know? Or I guess, how do we know that time is like, I guess linear? No, uh, we know, we have no way of knowing that every entity that has ever existed experiences time the way we experience time. What if I they, agree with that. You know what I mean? We have no way of knowing that. Uh, what if there is an entity that doesn't treat time like we treat time, right? Or how time treats us. What if for them, time is just another physical dimension? And they well, know that in 2001, this crazy event's going to happen that's going to change the face of the world, right? Of this planet. And for them, they just want to come see it. Right? right or something like that and then the and it's like it's like a like everyone goes to the super bowl and oh sh- oh crap the you know someone gets a flat tire and this monkey man was just the unfortunate dude they got a flat tire like right <laughs> you know what i mean well again going back I, I know i've mentioned this movie before but the mothman prophecies um you know there's a scene in that movie where they're talking about what these ultra terrestrials uh, can perceive and, you know, are they omniscient or, um, you know, do, what, what, what is, what's the difference? And, and one of the characters says, it's like, it's like they're a window washer and you're on the ground floor. It's not that they're any better or smarter than you. They just have a different vantage point. Yep. They can see miles down the road, whereas you can only see what you can see because of your limitation from your vantage point. And they may be able to see a car crash that happened half a mile down the road that you're completely unaware of. And it's not that they're smarter or better than you, but these ultra terrestrials have this different vantage point where they can perceive things that we're just not aware of yet. You know, it's, I think it's that simple. To conclude my, um, viewpoints, the only thing I have left to say is this. October 26, 2001, U.S. President George W. Bush signs the Patriot Act into law. That's all I have oh, to say. Oh, man. <laughs> That's all I have to say uh, about 2001. I could, I could probably talk for hours just about the Patriot Act, but I won't, <laughs> I won't subject our listeners to that. So, okay. All right. Well, I think that we've had a great discussion here tonight about the monkey man of new Delhi. And I certainly enjoyed it. I hope everybody listening liked it and I hope you'll join us next week, next week. Goodness. Uh, for discussion pending possibly on the Bohemian Grove. That would be a really cool one. So I'm down. What's that moose? I'm down. All right. So, uh, everybody have a great night. 
Stay safe, and we'll see you next time on Spectral Phenomena.